Well, welcome to our uh, donor and board advancement uh, podcast here, Northeast FCA. Uh, we have our guest, Steve Powell, to join us. But uh, before we get started, Ed, would you open us in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. We are so grateful to join together. I thank you for all my brothers on this call. And I thank you, especially for Steve, Lord. We lift him up to you now. And we thank you for his service. We thank you for his time that he's devoted now to your kingdom work, to this call, and all of us with the mission of FCA. Lord, partner in with you for kingdom work. So, Father, we just ask you to fill him to overflowing. Open our eyes and our ears to hear your word through him, Lord, today. May our hearts be receptive to hear it. So, Father, we lift you up and we praise you. We give you this time and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity. We pray this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit here about uh, what I call communicating your key messages. The two words you want to take away from this, I can tell you right now, it's key messages, okay? Uh, also, effective messaging might be the name of this. Um, you know, uh, not that we would uh, say this to others, but it's also kind of about selling FCA and selling yourself and selling yourself to donors and coaches and athletes and trying to get them to support you. And that's all about messaging. Um, you kind of want to help them answer questions like, why should I invest? Uh, why should I join a huddle if I'm a coach? Why should I go to one of your training programs? If I'm an athlete, why would I go to a camp? We need to be able to answer those questions. And I know you guys are all equipped already with a lot of information. You've gone through training, you work in this role. So there's probably, um, you know, I could turn it over to any of you and you could answer those questions right now. But the, what I want to try to get across today is being concise, being effective, and having those key messages roll up your tongue so they're as powerful as, as they can possibly be. I know you all try to answer questions like this every day, um, and, and, you're, and you're probably good at it in refining the messages. So I'm not going to give you the answers. We'll talk about a little bit at the end what pieces of content you can plug in. But what I want to try to do is hopefully allow you to get a little bit better and to hear yourself as you're answering those questions and actually rehearse so that you are prepared when the conversation goes in the direction that it needs to, to allow you to deliver your key message. You know, Jeff already said that uh, politicians are, are pretty much the best at this. And, and that's true. You know, uh, if you listen closely and I've, I've, since I've gone through this training, I know who's been in media training and who hasn't. And, you know, they can have a, a whole gaggle of, microphones and cameras approach a senator who's just been embroiled in some new controversy that came out and some reporter will walk up to that senator and say senator i hear that there's a sex scandal in your office would you would you you know would you be willing to comment and they always invariably say my position is all about jobs we need job creation we need more opportunities for people in my constituency and that's why i'm here and they really do take it to where they want it to go not to where the interviewer or the reporter mm. wants to go. Now that's not what I'm recommending we do, but there are ways and tactics and means to be able to do that. But before we get started um, on, on some of the tactics and tools, I wanted to, and Jeff, I know we've got a, a little bit of a PowerPoint, some slides, if you could 
go to the first one that we have here. So I'll tell you when, uh, okay, so, so can you put this in slideshow mode? Okay, so recent newsmakers. So I'm gonna pull some, uh, some, and you might've already seen on those, on that slide, the, kind of the answer to the first question, but this, this is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC as she's known, a 29-year-old first-term Congresswoman who I believe is probably one of the most effective political communicators in the, in the United States today. Um, she has uh, done an amazing job. She's very tech savvy. She's obviously, you know, millennial type generation, so very comfortable with the media. But her message, her key message is unbelievably well uh, known already. And if, does anybody, Jeff, you know what her, it's, it, go ahead and hit the space bar here. You know it? Okay, it's there Green it New Deal. <laughs> which is very creative because it's actually leveraging FDR's New Deal after World War II and trying to get people back to work. And this is all about the green environment, sustainability, and so forth. So even though you hadn't heard it before, I'm sure you'll remember it now and you'll hear bits and pieces of this. So whether you agree with her politics or not, she is a very effective communicator. And out of Green New Deal has sprung all sorts of opportunities to comment on, you know, everything from cow flatulence to solar panels and <laughs> lots of different ways that, you know, we could be better as a country. And she's drawing people into that conversation from both sides. I've heard many, many political commentators on the conservative side give her a lot of credit for the, her ability to be able to communicate. And that's, that's a positive. Go ahead and hit the space bar again. So this is, uh, we all know who this is. This is Mark Zuckerberg, um, multi-billionaire, um, Harvard grad, uh, runs Facebook, you know, has probably more customers than any other company in the world when you think about if you're a customer of Facebook, billions of people. And his new message, he's been around for quite a while. Go ahead and hit the space bar, Jeff. His new message is about privacy. I and can't believe this. Jeff is shaking his head. And I added the, you know, this is in quotes. He, he's got a whole mantra on privacy. And I, I want to tell you, he's not the greatest communicator. He's not the most effective communicator. Uh, I'm sure he's been media trained. All of these senior executives are. But he's sort of stiff <clears throat> and uncomfortable. Alexandria is telegenic, which means the camera kind of likes her pictures, photography. She's an attractive woman. He kind of looks a little goofy. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, let's, let's lose the, uh, the, the t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt look and the haircut. He is who he is. So I resemble trying, that remark. So. <laughs> I'm not trying to be critical. <laughs> but let me just add, when he announced a few weeks ago that Facebook is kind of pivoting toward privacy because they've had a number of issues and we all know, let me add what he also said and tell you that this is a clumsy way to get your key message across in in his opening comments and he's got a uh i don't know how many page manifesto about a privacy focused vision privacy focused vision for social networking he says very early on i understand that many people don't think facebook can or would even want to build this kind of privacy focused platform because frankly we don't currently have a strong reputation for building privacy protective services and we've historically focused on tools for more open sharing that's not really an effective way to tell people you're committed to privacy he was trying to be honest and frank and so forth but it really didn't come across that well because he's basically saying well we've never really cared about that much and we kind of <laughs> have to now so a couple of examples go to the next slide jeff if you would 
I'll try to bring this a little more uh, close to home. I think everybody knows who this is. Uh, Davo Sweeney, you know, national champion football coach of Clemson. We finally have somebody that our young people here recognize, okay? <laughs> and, and what is his key message? Go ahead and hit, hit, hit space bar. You know, this was the first thing that Davo said to the reporters after they had won the national championship game. Um, All glory goes to the Lord, which is awesome, okay? And it really immediately kind of helps you understand who he is versus other coaches that, you know, may wear the black hat, let's just say. Jeff, go ahead and, and, and uh, so that's, you know, that's a fairly, I'd say generic message, but mm -hmm. a good message, and I'm not trying to be critical. But here's our national champion NCAA basketball coach, uh, Tony Bennett from Virginia. And here's what I would say, like, go ahead and hit the space bar again, Jeff. This was a very, very creative message that he delivered right after they had won the national championship game. And if you were listening to him, he talked about everybody knows that they were the first number one seed to get knocked out of the tournament last year. They now are national champions. And he said, for us, this has been hills and valleys. And he, re he related it to Torn Wells' song, which I'm sure spiked on the number of people that listened to that and the views on YouTube. But it was a very, very creative way and memorable way. And that's what I want to get to here about in key messaging. One of the most important things you can do is be memorable. I'm going to tell you right up front, I'm going to get to this, that if you can be quotable, if you're really in a media interview and memorable, that's the thing that's going to get you the resonance to be able to get the action you want next. So let's just go on to the next slide. Those are just some things pulled from the, the news. Go ahead and hit the space bar on this one. So I have this, it's sort of a sending it out, out in SOS, you know, who are the best messengers? We've already talked about this and think to yourself, who are effective messengers in your life around you? We've talked about politicians. Pastors are great messengers for the most part too. They have a they have a pulpit, they have a platform, they have a confined amount of time, they have to get their messages together. But you know, school teachers can be great messengers um, and effective, but they're not all that great. So just think about who the best messengers are in your life. You know, who do you personally think is great and why? What makes them effective? You know, what makes them be, you know, when you walk away, you are inspired, you remember, and you'll take the kind of action. And, and it's okay to, to uh, you know, to have models and role models that are excellent uh, messengers in this case. I'm gonna pause and I'll see if Jeff, uh, what his answer are, is here on this. You know, what was Jesus's message? Probably, you know, we'd have to say, I think the most effective and greatest messenger of all time, his message has resonated for 2000 plus years. Um, what? in a nutshell two or three of his key messages you know I, first i'm going to i'm going to take a step back for a moment and i think about coaches being great messengers yeah, absolutely. right and so yeah, they have um, to be. Yep. you know when i think about how can we as we minister to coaches as we serve coaches there's some aspect of what we're learning today um that we can help them with i'm not sure but when i think about coaches that i played for um they rally team point in a particular direction yeah. and those that are effective i think communicate well uh, if you have, you know, think lacrosse, uh, it's top of mind, I'm wearing the shirt, you know, 10 guys take the field and you don't know what the direction is, how effective are you as a right, team, right? So I just, right. I'm thinking about this in terms of coaches. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, and then Jesus, uh, the way, the truth, uh, the light, I think about, um, I think about nobody comes to the Father, uh, but through me, um, the Savior, I mean, he, there, there's, um, uh, I don't, 
I don't know that there's one, and if I if there should be one, then I'm no, probably not getting it right. But those, yeah. those are the things that sort of jump out. Okay, good, good. Uh, well, I I would agree with both of those, and I and I would just like to throw two other ones in there. So Jesus had a lot of great messages, okay. But I mean, his key messages. One of the one of the ones that I think he might have been one of the first people to really communicate is God is love. Okay, if you think about it, God is love because prior to that, the Jews had been having a relationship with God through their priests and through the leaders, through their sacrifices, through all of this, through the rituals and festivals that they had. And Jesus came along and said, God defines love. Now that's one of those almost new green deal <laughs> type of things where it really succinctly says it. Another one that I think was very creative, kind of like a hills and valleys thing was when he talked about himself being living water. I mean, that's one of those where you go, wow, who, you, who came up with that one, right? And it's memorable. And it is unique, and it has allowed him through 2,000 plus years to define what he is and can be to people. So just a couple of thoughts there on Jesus' message. So what we want to get to is what is your message, your personal message to the audiences that you're going to talk to. So let's go to the next slide. This is really where the meat of what we want to cover is, and we'll go over this in about 10 minutes and then uh, wrap things up. So First of all, what is an interview? We've talked about this a little bit. It is an opportunity for you to share information with somebody or maybe multiple people at the same time and ideally have some action take place as a result. You know, there can be information sessions where people go, oh, that was great, and they walk out and nothing happens. But we, in most contexts, want to convey information to stimulate action. So what's the objective of the interviewer? To share that information and to hopefully make that action happen, okay? So you really need to think about, I'm not just gonna say stuff, you wanna ask people for action, and what's the objective of the interviewee? To collect the information, to listen, to process it, and then potentially take the action. They don't have to. And there are a lot of interviews that happen every single day where the interviewer, a news reporter, whoever else it might be, goes out and interviews somebody, they sit down and they have a meeting, they put it all on tape, and they'll go back to the studio and they'll say, there's no story here. It's just not interesting. You know, the zoo is doing the same thing this year that they did last year. You know, why would we run this? We've got other competing stories and it doesn't happen. So the bias for action is where you want to end up. Um, I was reading a blog post a day or two ago um, and they said the four most important and least used words in a lot of job interviews. And guess what they are? Hmm. Say it again. The four. the four most important and least used, often least used words in the job interview. Oh, but I'm intrigued. I want this job. Okay. And if you think about job interviews, you can sit there for a half an hour or an hour with the interviewer. If you're the person trying to get the job and you can share your life story, they'll tell me, hey, tell me about a situation when things didn't go well. You know, do you have any questions for me? And you always have your questions prepared at the end. And you, and you can leave, and that person may not know whether you were using them for a practice interview, whether you're just trying to figure out whether or not you want to work at this company, mm. you know, are you, is this the first time you've ever been in this field? But if you find an opportunity, and it's not necessarily the first thing you say that says, I want this job, I can do this, you support it with all the facts and data, that clearly conveys the message that you're after there. Mm. And it's interesting that that's something that a lot of people forget. Mm. So... Conveying information, making it 
uh, actionable and hopefully causing the interviewee, the donor, the coach, whatever, to take the action that you're asking them to do. So we talked about key messages, okay? This is, the, this is the heart of this all in interviewing tips. You need to know what your key messages are going to be. You need to work these out in advance, okay? This is, again, we've, we, uh, we've had some examples and we can talk a little bit about this. And I, I have some suggestions potentially for you guys to think about too. And you need to look for opportunities to share them. Just like I said this, I want this job. You, the worst thing that you can do is to have an interview 15 minutes, some of them are really short. You have chance opportunities to meet people. You might have a full half an hour and to walk out of there going, oh, I can't believe I forgot to say this. I forgot to tell him that I worked at International, right? You're looking for a job and that I was, whatever else it is, that's, that's on you, not on them. I, see if I may for a second here. <clears throat> As we do our role plays around donor meetings, I think about how many people at the end of it go, oh man, I forgot to share yeah. the point that they had in there at some point. Everything else goes well, but sort of one key one. So you just describe how we all are, many of us are as we go through those. Yeah. It's very tough. So it, it gets to the point. So, so um, you know, the first three bullets under key messages here, you know, they should be as natural as talking about your family. You don't want to stumble through them. You don't want to be, you know, uncomfortable. This is, you, you need to own this. You need to rehearse this. You need to believe in it. It has to be credible. And if somebody said, so tell me about your kids, you're not going to stumble. You know, tell me about your parents and growing up. You, you know it like the back of your hand. So your key messages have to be that mm. good, that comfortable, that in, in, in that's, that's, that's going to make you believable, first of all. Now, as we said, it's not just one message, okay? And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not just New Green Deal. She's got a whole bunch of things. She's socially con you know, conscious, definitely a lot of other things. And, and she knows what she wants to get across and she does it very effectively. You need to have your two or three or potentially four messages, not too many, but people need to be able to, you know, know what you're there for. And we talked about, um, you know, finding opportunities. There's a thing called front end loading. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did this with you guys here. You need to be able to not write in the first words of a job interview say, oh, by the way, I want this job. Right, but you need to be able to find opportunities early on to let them know why you're there with them. Okay, and instead of maybe I want this job, I'm not suggesting this is how you would say it, but you need to get to the point where your message is I want your money. Yeah. Okay, I want your support. Okay, to be able to look them in the eye and not kind of, you know, and I'm sure that you've had this training at FCA, yeah. but not to kind of dance around the topic like, Oh, I think it would be great for your family, and maybe it's an investment opportunity. If you could look at your portfolio and blah 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 blah, and you do a lot of things that you think are expressing right. the fact that you want their support, right? Boom! You got to be able to, you, if you can, come right out and say that. So, I want this job. So, so what I'm hearing is you you say it up front, and then you support it right throughout. Yeah, and that gets to the next thing is to, you know, I already said this, great quotes paint pictures. Okay, this, and when I had this training originally, they actually had, and I, I tried to do it here on this slide, a, a, a quotation mark painting a picture. Okay, and that's really, if you think about it, you know, these, some of these things like uh, hills and valleys, I think just really sums it all up. And Tony Bennett described Everything from last year's loss to this year's victory in hills and valleys and Tornwell song, go listen to it. Yep. You know, if you haven't, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll nail it. So 
let's see if I may, for, for us, this painting the pictures, and maybe it's a quote, but we talk about sharing a, a, a life change story, mm -hmm. right? So you're leaving them with something. So as you talk with a potential donor, or even a board member that you're inviting in, you're, you're painting this picture, right? And as we learned at boot camp uh, from Mike, he tells a story about, um, about Dawn, I think her name is, who was prepared to take her life, went to a Fields of Faith event, heard the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time, and her life has been radically changed. So if we have that version, as Steve's describing here, that's the way I think to make this connection. Yeah, and I think, Jeff, that, that gets to the next point, which is supporting it with data and facts. So you don't just sort of throw out your glitchy line and say, okay, you know, we're going to set the world on fire if you invest, yeah. right? They'll go, well, what do you mean? And here's how you support it with data and facts. So again, if it's a reporter, you know, if it's a job interview, I want this job, I'm the best person for this job, and here's why. Okay, I've done this kind of work. I know what your goals are. And they go, click, click, click. I'm behind you. Okay, so that's why, I, and, and you have to support it with data and facts and information that they can take away and evaluate. But you have to have the ask. You know, we all talk about the ask. You know, Rick yeah. Rogan, a lot of you know Rick, he's sort of a, 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 the counterpart in, for, of, of uh, Sean for Young Life in the Northeast. He's the vice president of Northeast. And, and he he does the big ask at a lot of their their gatherings where they they raise their funds, and he has a line that he uses that he says, um, "I'm not going to say that you'll go to hell if you don't donate to Young Life, but why take the chance, right?" And I don't know that that's originally his; it probably isn't. But if you think about it, okay, and you're not going to necessarily do that in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, right? He's planting a really important seed there, and there's a way to get to that, which is there are eternal consequences as a result of this meeting or this discussion. Yeah. And you want to try to, again, say, I would like your support. There are consequences for how you would or would not invest. And that could be a result of a coach or the way they direct yeah. their players and the outcome of their lives, right? So um, mm. uh, again, key messages also are, are good to follow up with. You know, a lot of interviews that I've done Afterwards, I will have the data and the facts and the information, and I'll send it over in a concise form, put it right back in front of them, thanking them, of course, for their time. But again, so that they're not confused about what the whole point was, front and load, look for opportunities to introduce it, reinforce it with data and facts, and then send a little bit of information follow-up. And, you know, if it's not their, if it's not their uh, inclination, so be it. The Lord's going to lead them to where they are. But if so you've done the best possible job you can to package that up and, and, and get there. This is so in line, Steve, with the training we've received, what we share with one another each week as we go through this. And if I recap it here, um, the reason we practice each week is so that we're comfortable as you describe here. So as, as if we're sharing about taking the field, right? I'm looking at Tyler here, uh, taking the field across, just stuff you would talk about, rolls off your tongue, family, uh, the game last night, right? Whatever it is that you're talking about. The front unloading, I think about, even when I step into a donor meeting, sometimes you don't want them to think you're only there because you're seeking, you know, uh, for them to invest and that invitation is going to come. That's the reason we're there. Right, true. So, yeah. so shouldn't we make sure we set the expectation either when we invite them or maybe again when we sit down for the first time and say, hey, thanks again for allowing me to share with you investment opportunities at FCA. Yeah. Thanks for letting me share the opportunity, what leadership boards do and how they support us in the ministry, and then go from there. 
the, 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 the quotes, the painting pictures, leaving them with something, supporting the data, life change. And then we talk about bias for action. Um, in, in the training that we receive, it's called the ask. You make the ask. Yeah. And the other key part there is, is setting the expectations for follow-up. And so these, this is all in line and it's beautiful. So Steve has not read the God ask to the best of my knowledge. No. He's not been to boot camp in Kansas City and the Lord is going, hey guys, here's another person who's had tremendous training and really a career filled with doing this and applies directly to what we're doing here. And so this has been a tremendous opportunity. Great, great. Well, I hope it was helpful. And uh, the last slide simply is, you know, trying to think about how you go from the big international FCA message, mm. you know, which we all know and love and, you know, it's posted on the walls all over in Kansas City and elsewhere, I'm sure, down to the territory message so that I'm sure you guys are all refining. So tell me about FCA in the Northeast or tell me about FCA in Connecticut or whatever. And, you know, needs to be succinct. Yep. And then your message, which again, I would say for donors especially, is some version of, you know, I want your support and figuring out ways that you can support that with data and facts that are gonna get the action that you want. So hopefully that was helpful. No, this was tremendous, Steve. Thank you for your time this morning and uh, hopefully everybody took some good, uh, good actionable things away from this with a bias for action going forward.